You're listening to the As I Say podcast. My name is Bjorn, and together with my brother David, we started this podcast to stay in touch as as well as to invite guests, learn from them, and share these conversations with you. Now, today I am very excited to introduce you to a great friend of mine, an old friend of mine, Caroline Connors. She was my first friend that I made in the US. She accepted my next to non-English when I moved from Germany to Buffalo, New York to a small school and that's where I met a lot of friends. Buffalo, I hold very close to me as I, like I said, I met so many cool people there and Caroline is one of them. Now, Caroline has been doing stand-up comedy since high school where, where she attended a comedy club called Gotham Comedy Club and after graduating high school, she went to Skidmore and continue doing stand-up at what they call stand-up at the spa. Cozy, warm, and funny. And then in New York, in Brooklyn, New York, she continued doing open mics. And obviously with the pandemic, it's kind of difficult right now. During this conversation, we kind of talk about me struggling with my English as well as our school assignments, her time in Italy, in Milan, and how she got into comedy and what she wants out of comedy and where she wants her career to go. So it's cool to record this and then maybe years later we can look back and see what happened. Thank you for tuning in today. If you enjoy this podcast, consider subscribing. And if you have feedback for us, let us know by sending us a voice message over the Anchor app. But without further ado, we'll be right back with Caroline Connors. Caroline, yes, we we are friends. Just to, <laughs> you are you are probably... with benefit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, no, so no. you, I met you in um, in Buffalo. You are, I think you're probably my first friend in the U.S. <laughs> Do you know that? Wait, no, is this true? The, okay. I might be remembering this about a different person, but the administrator from our school would like, oh, this might actually have been about someone else. This might have been about Sam. I don't know. But the administrator from our school emailed me and maybe like Lauren or Skylar or Kendall or something. And it was someone like that. And emailed us like, hey, there are these new kids in your class and here's their phone number. So if you want to call them. Yeah, so you had my phone number before I gave them out? But that might have just been about Sam. I think I'm remembering that wrong. But okay, I remember you shadowing with like Julian, uh, Julian. right? I remember I shadowed Julian. This was my first, this is when I pretty much spoke uh, 1% English. Yeah, I remember when you shadowed, like I remember seeing you in like the dining hall and then I was like surprised that you actually were going to park because like I thought you like lived in Germany and I was like oh okay <laughs> flew over to shadow yeah I just I just came to Buffalo to tour a high school right I came to Buffalo New York to tour the small school 
yeah. just kind of make a day of it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I remember like adding you on Facebook because I was so obsessive about like the new kids in our class. Like every year we used to, our school used to have this like paper directory that you would get like a few weeks before the year started. And I would like, it was my favorite thing ever to like look at my class and see like which new, how many new kids we have and like who they are, even though like all you could find out was their name. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, yeah, I remember adding you on Facebook and like, messaging you and then our other friend tried to make me not be friends with you really do you remember this okay i'll just say we had another friend named elizabeth okay and we, we were like friends but she was also new and like i think that's actually who i had like a phone number for and so like probably lauren skyler and i tried to like called her and tried to hang out there and then like by the beginning of the year I remember like she wanted to be friends with you but like I remember her like uvuing you <laughs> and then like you came back uh, to uvu no yeah and yeah. you were so like the, uvu, wait uvu is this just for listeners this is platform where you can uh <laughs> like facetime pretty much with a group of people right it's like six people like or something. The OG Zoom. <laughs> yeah. And, and I remember uh, when I shadowed or whatever it was, or even, I don't even know if I met everyone yet, but I remember being on there and then first, yes, Elizabeth was on there. And, um, <laughs> and then she introduced me to everyone and uh, to like, the whole class which which our entire class was like 24 people yeah and i think that's how i kind of like got a first impression of everyone but first yeah. my day my day my 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 david my brother david who i who is he's sleeping right now still but nomi is here as well <laughs> uh, he he uh remembered me being kind of like this is weird is this how it's supposed to be like this because it's my first time in the US. I was like <laughs> They're like they all want to be on Ubu all the time. <laughs> That's so funny. Um I know, I remember like maybe it was like one of the first days of school or something, like we were hanging out after school, like Yumi and Lauren or something, and we were walking around like the campus, and I remember like at the beginning especially I think you thought and this has happened to me with like a lot of like people who like English is their second language like this always happens to me when I'm like in other countries where like I'm just joking around but people think I'm like really making fun of them and like being really rude well I shouldn't say people think like I guess I'm just being really rude but <laughs> um but like I guess they don't know I'm joking and I remember that happening with you like a bunch of times and you like seeming like you're mad at something I said and I remember one time after school you were like mad but you didn't really know what to say so you're just like you are not a good actor <laughs> <laughs> and I was I like I don't even that. know what that means <laughs> I, I don't even like, remember that I I, I do remember us um, <laughs> I do remember being uh not because english not wasn't my first language so i was like okay 
I I don't know what sarcasm is yet. I barely like I made this whole podcast about uh, not this whole podcast, but the end. Like I tie in a slang piece just because in America slang is something that I always struggled with and never understood. Yeah. So so I, yeah, I I I yeah I just called you a bad actor actress. But, and I remember one of my favorite things that you said one time was, Lauren. Th- at this time, Lauren would call a lot of people like well, not a lot of people, but I like, guess a joke she would call people STD queens. And I remember I still tell the story to people. <laughs> One time when you were like that at Lauren, you were like, you are an STD princess. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. That's, uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite things that you said. I great first impressions. It was, yeah, that was really good um okay yeah yeah no but anyway i i'm glad um because you kind of showed me um or like introduced me to a lot of people i i remember and you made uh you helped me make them um we did we did a history uh, assignment together uh right with mr johnson and then we also you helped me bake a cake for mothers for my mother <laughs> on mother's yeah. day the infamous carrot cake no no yeah we didn't even know each other that was at the beginning of the school year i think we like didn't know each other that well i mean obviously we were like i was trying to be friends with you but like didn't really know i don't know (laughs) elizabeth kept getting involved and like trying to tell you not to be friends with me i think but i think you were like probably kind of confused and you were like but they're friends um (laughs) yeah but I remember like you saying that yeah your mother wanted like a carrot cake and I was like and you were like I don't really know how to make it and I was like I can help you and then I just like went to your my mom drove me to your house but then your mom left and so like no one else was home (laughs) and I was like what's going on like we're in ninth grade that is hilarious it was very funny and I remember, like, I took a picture of you and, like, put it on Instagram, I think, maybe, or Facebook or something. Yeah, I don't know. But um, that was funny. And, yeah, that project, the video project for history, when I was, like, begging our teacher to do another 9-11 project, <laughs> and I had already done one video about 9-11 where I, like, made this really elaborate edit that was, like, zooming in on the twin towers from like news footage and then it would like really quickly flash a picture of Osama on it like a million times and I was like so proud of that for being in ninth grade and making this very scary edit and I was like we had another chance to do a video project so I was like so I think I was gonna do 9-11 again and he was like yeah you can't do that a second time please so I was, like, okay and then we made it with yeah. the meat industry instead. And we and we made a video which I'm trying to remember. Where is it? Okay. I don't know where it is. I don't I wish so badly that I still had it. It's on my old computer, which I like don't have. So it's really sad. I wish we posted it somewhere. But for the 
for the people at home. <laughs> it was like a script that we wrote about how with you and your brother Greg. Yes, like about the meat industry. Um and like bad things about the meat industry. And then the video was Bjorn in my basement <laughs> holding a hot dog. <laughs> like reading the lines from like a piece of paper. <laughs> I feel like there were I feel like there were some like really memorable lines from it, but can you remember any? I can't really I remember you like holding up a hot dog and throwing it. <laughs> in my basement <laughs> <laughs> with, with Greg in your basement and uh I mean we're kind of ahead of our time I can say because now what <laughs> now we have Netflix documentaries about the meat industry and it was stunning we could have pioneered the whole movement we could have and we should have <laughs> yeah but okay so after after uh high school so the high school we went to is in buff wasn't so it's in buffalo new york you're you were born in buffalo right yeah right and then so you went to that same high school uh so it was called the park school of buffalo and then uh you were there longer i so i came like sophomore and the two years there and then did you after being in a small high school um and then going to college did you pick a college did you want to originally go to because it was in uh, to to Skidmore College? Was that like your um, pick one? It was, yeah. I mean, I the the college process for my sister was like very intense and very long, and like I felt like I was just a big part of it because like I went on all these college trips with her and like losing with all these college counselors and all this stuff. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, like, I have to do the same thing, um, which I, like, kind of did, and, but, like, when we were on college tours, I usually just wouldn't like the school, <laughs> mm. and I was like, I want to leave, like, I don't, not, I don't want to go to college, but, like, I don't, this doesn't, like, really excite me that much, like, I kind of hate the idea of, like, being in college <laughs> yeah. in a lot of ways, even though I wanted to go, like, I definitely wasn't like oh I don't want to go at all mm. um but I was like really over just like visiting colleges at that point by the time it like got to me um looking for myself yeah. and so we had already been to Skidmore with my sister like twice but she didn't even she didn't end up applying but um I know I really liked the town Saratoga and um and so I found some video I think I was in eighth ninth grade I think like my sister had just left for college so I was like about to be in ninth grade and I found this video at like late at night that was like a joke tour of Skidmore kind of or like or it was kind of like a real tour but just the person was like and it was like really stupid yeah and I, and I remember like bringing that video into my parents room and like waking up my mom and being like I want to go here. <laughs> this video is so funny. I'm going to yeah. go to this school because of this YouTube video, um, which is like kind of true. And then, and then we visited again. And I just remember like thinking the people there compared to like all the other schools we visited seemed like very chill. And it didn't seem like uh, a super like high 
high intense pressure environment yeah it kind of just seems like oh, okay you can like do what you want and like it's not super intense but it's you know like a good school and there are like mm. a lot of things you can do yeah. and um it's a liberal and I thought arts I wanted, school, right yeah yeah um it's pretty small I mean it's like getting it's getting bigger though I mean it's a lot bigger now than like when I was looking at schools mm. not a lot bigger but like I don't know bigger <laughs> yeah so I didn't really know what I wanted to study I kind of thought in school that I in high school that I wanted to study music and then I came to school and then I kind of wanted to study film but then I realized it wasn't a major <laughs> at Skidmore and I was like oh did I like fuck up like that I have gone to a school all the time too really exactly what you're saying all the time <laughs> Like twice at least, but that's at least when I was like, hey, can I study? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't quite remember what it was, but it was like, uh, or like physical therapy. It was like, actually, uh, you have to have your bachelor first before that. And then I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's crazy. And then I remember, because it was kind of after London, London was just like fun, whatever. And then I got, then I got back and we're like, okay, so now you have to like, you know, decide what classes do you want to take and like what major you want to be. And I was like, okay, well, I want to be like a film major. And my advisor was like, yeah, we don't really have that. It's just a minor and it's like pretty small. Mm. But he did say like, it'll be a major by the time you graduate. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. So I could do like a build your own major type of thing, which you can do at my school. And he was like, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> He's like, it's terrible. And if you ever change like any part of your curriculum that you make for yourself, you have to like get it reapproved by all of these people. And he's like, it's just not worth it. And then another professor was like, and if you want to go to grad school, it won't really look that good that you went to a school that didn't have what you wanted to study. Like, it'll just look like you're kind of not as not well educated in what you wanted to do, which is he's mm. like, that's just like a weird thing to do yeah um so i was like okay do you have linguistics and they were like no (laughs) and i was like all right (laughs) oh for two all right see you later oh yeah but then i think uh so i remember you just for one you were really fluent in spanish and Mm. you were doing doing i don't know why you think that no you weren't you're not i remember you were really good in spanish well, okay, thank you. <laughs> I just I wouldn't say really fluent. Okay, ever. fluent, but you more you more uh you would be able to have a conversation with a cab driver, a taxi driver. I thought you were gonna say a captain. A <laughs> <laughs> captain on a boat. Maybe. Yeah, I mean maybe at the time now not as much. Like yeah, I was really really into i mean i always loved languages but um i was like very obsessive like when i when i'm like actively learning a language i think i just like think all day about it like in all my free time i'm just constantly like obsessing like how would i ask this like would i ask this in spanish <laughs> whatever with like what i know yeah but then i went abroad um to milan and I like didn't speak any Italian at all before I left. But the first like this was, few this weeks was of the study abroad program. Yeah, this is junior year of college. Um, and yeah, I didn't know any Italian when I left. 
but they do like a, I think it was like three weeks or something like this intensive thing where instead of taking like any other classes, you just do Italian for like a few hours a day. Yeah. Um, and that was very helpful. And obviously living there is like the most helpful thing that you can have learning a language. Um, and so I feel like by the end of that, I sort of, I was like more fluent in Italian and not fluent at all, but like more accustomed comfortable speaking it yeah than spanish but mm. like when i first got there it was really hard to not be speaking spanish and to be speaking italian but now i find it very hard to just speak spanish and not mm. use any italian words Interesting. and so i kind of like forgot it more because of that like it's really hard for me to like separate the two of those yeah but um yeah i don't know it always feels so weird to like go somewhere and learn a language for like a couple months and then just like not really be able to use it i mean spanish is different because like especially living in new york you can speak spanish with a lot of people yeah so like italian not really so much isn't there's a little italy right <laughs> yeah i can go to little italy and find an old woman <laughs> and beg her to speak to me yeah which i've done before and i'll do it again yeah no, I have not. <laughs> uh, but in in so I stalked your I stalked your LinkedIn, but um, oh no, it's all fake. <laughs> so you in your when you you were there was a description on how you spend your time in Italy, and so you're translating and writing content across multiple digital platforms. Oh in yeah. Addition, in addition to coordinating events, proceeding and following mm -hmm. concerts held at world-renowned classical music venues throughout Italy. And I remember you being in theater and singing as well, right? So you were, and uh, so did, did, how, how, did, how did that, how did you experience this? So um, that was an internship for my school um, at Divertimento Ensemble, in, which is based out of Milan. And, um, like most i don't know businesses in italy it was like seven people working there and so it was just me and like the kind of main administrator um we would like meet up in this shared workspace and she would so obviously I like wasn't fluent in italian and especially when i first got there so there would be like a a um newsletter like mm. their newsletters and all their website pages she would like very roughly translate them into um english from italian and then i would write them in like proper english okay um and it was very very fun to like talk to her all the time about like these little phrases that i was using or like try to explain them to her like the one i remember right now is she she was like, I can't figure out when you add up after a verb. Like one time she was going to like warm something up with microwave it. And she was like, I'm going to warm this. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I mean, you could say like warm it up or like heat it up. And she was like, I don't understand when to add up. And I was like, well, neither do I. <laughs> yeah, and I had hard. to think about it for so long. I was like, I don't even know why I say that. There are just a bunch of things you just memorize that you say up after them 
Yeah, I mean, there's so many. That's that's to me too. And I think in in I remember in Germany, it's being taught very, very much so that it's. I mean, it's Oxford English, so it's the British kind, but the bad guy. <laughs> in a way, it was like okay, yes, to warm so it would because you can say um, Aufwärm is the German word for warm warming something up, but if you say it in English. It would translate directly if you know you don't really know uh, what it's really how you how to really say it. It's uh, it would be to warm this. I mean, most people in the world learn like British English in their um, you know like studies at home, and so it is it is hard to like explain things. I felt like I was yeah trying to teach not even necessarily slang, but just like idioms sometimes that I couldn't even explain myself because I had never thought about them. Mm. And sometimes she would be like, sometimes she would <laughs> write something in English and I would be like, oh, well, I mean, it's more, she would be like, she would always ask, does this sound English? And I would say, no, I mean, you could, it would be better if you said this, like that would sound more like native and um, native speaker, <laughs> obviously. Um, and sometimes she would like kind of argue with me and be like no that's not right and I was like mm, well I don't know what to say <laughs> <laughs> I was like yeah I guess but <laughs> yeah but no she was really nice and really cool and like I wish I don't know I always wish that I had a job that was like that cool mm. and fun yeah in America <laughs> um and in Milan uh, is it I've never been there. Is it true? I mean, from what I hear, just everything fancy is in Milan. It so it definitely is very fancy sometimes. <laughs> um, it's like they're it's by far their most metropolitan city, mm -hmm. um, which is like kind of funny when you go there because they say that it's very metropolitan, but then like compared to new york or london or like hong kong or something it's not at all yeah um but like it still is very italian but then it's also like pretty industrial uh -huh. um it's it's interesting like i don't know if i would like if you're going to go on an italian vacation i would say like that's not like the place i would recommend going but living there like by far that is the that is the place I would want to live out of all the cities mm. um just because it's kind of the only one that's not like and here's the Italian village and here are the here's the big museum and then um also there's gelato yeah <laughs> it's like there's a lot going on and it's like the the number one fashion whatever city yeah so it's, it's fun and did you um did um weren't you in the choir or, in, or is it, do you say choir or do you say chorus? I always say chorus. Chorus, I feel okay. like that's, that sounds that's better. really a thing. I think there is a difference between choir and a chorus. And I couldn't tell you what it is. Yeah, so they had this like new music program um, that was really like just put together by the director of the school who was like a big music he was like very heavily involved in like the Milan classical music scene. And he was like a composer and a conductor, I think, or director, I don't know. Um, and he was really nice and he would 
he would basically just ask us at the beginning of the program what we wanted to do and he would kind of like put it together so i said i needed to take this music theory class for my major at skidmore and he emailed me back and i just sent him like the syllabus and i was like is there a class like this i could take like assuming that it would be a class that already exists and he said i'll find someone to teach you that and he brought this like contemporary composer from France every week to teach me this class like as an independent study and this guy would take the train from Paris. So it was a one-on-one? -on -one. Yeah and then someone else ended up joining it so it was like two-on-one um, but yeah so he would take a train from Paris every single week to teach us this class and but he was from Milan originally I think um, and so he like had a studio there and everything and we got to go to his studio and then um just like play around with his he had like these surround um speakers yeah and so we got to like play with the uh the sound on them and it was fun but um he was an interesting guy <laughs> who hated my compositions <laughs> there was another person in my class you know it was like the two of us and she was like kind of more of a composer and so she would like spend a lot of time doing hers and i was just you know kind of doing it for the class but she was like really into it and so I think just up against her, he was like, oh, well, like, she's better. <laughs> Those are the words. And I remember, like, the nicest thing he ever said about my composition was like, okay, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, okay. But, but he was, he was a, an, interesting, an interesting guy. I mean, that's such a, I think, such a surreal uh, experience if you're, if you're in music and... Did you ever think you get a chance to get to do this? Or was that, was that like on your bucket list? Or it was just like, it just happened naturally. And then you were in Milan and, you know, you got to kind of like experience this. And was it something where like, okay, is this something I want to do for my career? I don't know if I ever, even in high school when I wanted to study music, thought that music was going to be my career but I just wanted to study it and get better at it and you know I don't know it <laughs> it was what I was really interested in um but kind of more performance yeah. and then I sort of just felt like a little bit trapped in like the small town of my school and I was like you know when they didn't have my the major I wanted either like film I was thinking about, should I transfer to NYU, which is like kind of a joke at Skidmore that so many people transfer specifically to NYU. <laughs> but I was thinking about that for a while. And then I was like, no, like, you know, I can make it work at, at Skidmore. Like I like the people here. I don't want to just like start over at a new school and have, you know, just kind of like a new set of problems. Um, so I was like, okay, like going abroad could be a part of that if I'm able to do that. Um, and that kind of made me more excited about being, I don't know, being at Skidmore. Um, and so they had a new music program. They had two music programs. One was the Milan one, and then one was in Vienna. Um, but I had kind of already wanted to go to Italy, so chose the Milan one, which is like, yeah. was a lot smaller. There were like, I don't know, 11 people like in a program, and it wasn't really even it wasn't a music school at all. I mean, the director would just like find his friends and be like, 
these are your teachers now, <laughs> um, which was really, yeah, who are these people? Really, which was really cool. Like I love my voice teacher there so much. Um, and so, yeah, I got to sing a good amount there. Um, just like in voice uh -huh. lessons and we would have like recitals. Yeah. So I was kind of always more into like the performance aspect of it and just like getting better at singing and not necessarily like, Oh, I want to do, music theory analysis or like I want to write papers about this or I want to be a composer um I was mm. just kind of I was like very performance uh based which you know our school didn't have like tracks for any particular music study like you could sort of like specialize yourself in like singing or like com composition but like there's just one music major that's like general right no, I never like thought, oh, I'm going to do music as a career. But it's nice. I mean, like in comedy especially, it is like a huge leg up if you can do music and if you can sing, especially for like TV and sketch and things like that. It right. does give you an advantage, like you know, just having another skill. Um and, and you've been doing stand up for a while, right? I remember even I think in high school you, you did sort of singing. I did. Okay, so yeah, in high school. So actually, I was supposed to go to New Zealand one time to go on this like ski trip over the summer. And I don't know what happened, but what? a few weeks before, I just like freaked out and said, "I don't want to go to that." I there were only like five people signed up, and like I did not want to go. <laughs> And my mom was like, okay, well, you have to do something. So she found this comedy camp in New York. Uh-huh. And I was like, and it was just like a day thing. Like, it was basically just a workshop. It was like four hours a day for like two weeks. So I ended up going to that. Like, I went to New York and like stayed in a hotel to like do this comedy workshop. Um, but it ended up being like a great like connection to have actually like the people I met there like one of the first teacher I had now like is like a tv writer um and one of the interns who I was like friends with during it um now is like a big part of like the Brooklyn stand-up scene so when I moved here mm -hmm. I like reached out to him and I go to well when it was happening obviously before like COVID I was I was going to his show all the time and like it's a really fun like very small show um but they have like great comedians so i've gotten to like meet them and talk to them and yeah so it just kind of sucks now that there's a pandemic like the shows won't really be happening anytime soon so like my involvement is just like on hold basically until then but you know there's a lot of like basically that whole group is just doing like zoom kind of comedy nights or like doing a lot of like front-facing cam videos and like TikTok. So mm. that's kind of nice that I kind of know them and can hopefully just like start making content that maybe these people will like see and share. And that's basically just like the way to get involved in the scene in general. So it's... Yeah. Do you have any... Uh, did, did you ever meet any like uh, bigger comedians through this I guess not it's weird because like the people who well yeah I would say John Early like he was when I went back to the comedy camp the second time John Early was the teacher and now he's like mm -hmm. he's pretty big he's 
he does like a lot of acting um but I've like seen him in a show with Meg Salter in Brooklyn once that was very funny um yeah. and I got to talk to him afterwards so that was fun but okay. yeah I don't know it's weird because like I don't really stand up I don't consider it to be like my like I'm not like oh I want to be involved in comedy because I want to become like Whitney Cummings or something I want to be like a tv writer or like producer well I mean if you're a writer you're pretty much also a producer um because like the writer's room is just made up of like an intern a like writer's assistant who just like is taking all the notes maybe like mm-hmm one or a few staff writers and then like the producers who I guess are also the writers <laughs> and so like I've seen a lot of interviews of people talking about tv and like how the writers remarks and they're like yeah so at the beginning of the tv show like all the credits that say like co-executive producer executive producer staff writer, he's like that's all the same job <laughs> like story editor he's like these people are all wow. doing the same thing but they have this like hierarchy <laughs> in just like the titles basically <laughs> Is there any special uh, or is there any TV or any uh, program uh, that you that's like up there for you that you want to work for? I like more alternative comedy, which feels like kind of not like harder to break into because it's like smaller. But. Yeah, when I look at, like, network, sometimes I'll just Google, like, network TV shows and just see, like, what's on the air right now, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I guess I would want to write for one of these, but that's also, like, that doesn't feel like my dream. Like, I would rather be a part of, like, Nathan For You or, like, the Eric Andre show or something more crazy <laughs> or, like, I Think You Should Leave, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that type of, like, smaller um, and just less based on story and more just like pure comedy like the whole thing is just like pure jokes there's no there's no pathos <laughs> yeah pathos there, wait ethos is emotion right please don't ask me that while we're recording <laughs> <laughs> i can't answer confidently i think yeah I think ethos is more of like ethics and pathos is more of like, <laughs> please edit this out immediately. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to stay. Oh my God. But yeah. It, did you, so I mean, first to stand up to me, for example, I mean, I know you want to get into writing, but you have done stand up. Isn't it so scary? Though, I mean, laugh, making someone laugh is, and wanting to make someone laugh. And then there's a risk of not making them laugh. It is. It's such terrifying. a, it's terrifying. No? It is. I mean, I think you just have to like have a good set that you feel good about and that you've rehearsed and that you've like hopefully consulted with people about like comedians or friends or whatever. So you can feel better about it the open mics I've done here I would say like went okay I mean I think I did like three yeah I think I did yeah I did three um in one of them I just like beat up a pinata and it was like kind of a weird group to do that in front of like they were all like theater more kind of like theater based people who 
who were doing very like stand up y stand up. Um, just like, okay. you know, observational. Like when people say you park in the driveway, but you drive on the parkway <laughs> kind of like jokes. And then I was like, I hate despicable me. I'm gonna beat up a minion's pinata. And they were like, Okay. <laughs> please leave um and yeah and then I tried to do kind of more stand-up-y stand-up and that's just like not really what I'm interested in but just didn't really know what to do it feels weird to like bring a big like performance art piece to like an open mic where like you never know like when you're going or if you're going to be able to perform and like you don't know like who's in the room and I mean okay with stand-up it's like yeah, I guess you never know like who's in the room if they're going to think it's funny or not. But um, I think mm. with an open mic, whereas like shows in the like Brooklyn comedy scene that you get booked onto, like, you know, people like usually kind of know what they're booking and you know at least some of the people you would be on the show with and that they will know, they will understand it. <laughs> but with an open mic, it's kind of like a, kind of a shot in the dark a little bit. But um right. Yeah, I like kind of more of a like performance art weird thing with like props and not just like me mm. saying Jerry Seinfeld like observational things, which I like. I'm not like making fun of that. I'm just making fun of the idea of myself doing that because it is embarrassing. Going kind of going back, how does how does your um? I love your family completely. Just a few times but... I I've. <laughs> I no no I I'm just asking how how do they how did they kind of like support you with with coming because they see I thought your whole family is for one all every time I'm there or I was there I haven't been there in a long time I, it was just hilarious and uh, everyone kind of had the same humor it it, it seems like a very self supportive uh, like a very strong family is well thank can you, you speak to that um. I think, yeah, my family is very funny. I mean, my parents, like, that's why my mom always says that they're, you know, my parents are, are together and knew that they were, like, right for each other is because they had a very similar sense of humor. Um, and so I think that that was something that was just obviously very important to them. And it's in some ways, like, what my family can always go back to if we're fighting or bad things are happening we can still we still all kind of share a common like sense of humor mm. even though like a lot of things I do like my mom will tell me I'm acting stupid <laughs> she's like I don't like when you act like this and I'm like well actually this is my prime <laughs> she's like you're you're yeah. acting very stupid I'm like well that's fine and that's the the difference really comes up the most have you ever played quiplash <laughs> quiplash quiplash it's like a it's a jackbox tv game okay and it's like it'll like everyone goes on like you know the website on their phone and it'll ask two people the same question and you all get to answer two questions and it's basically just like think of the funniest answer to this question um and the difference in our senses of humor really comes out where like my brother for every answer will just write i'm gay or abortion and <laughs> And my parents will like really think of like the kind of like wittiest thing they can come up with which like sometimes is good but 
they kind of don't understand. I guess my brother and I just being really stupid, they will not understand it, but they just don't think it's funny. They're like, mm. they're like, why are you just writing gay for everything? <laughs> um, this is prime. But no, I think, yeah. I like how your your family kind of supported that, and I like I like the those families who you know do comedy, do whatever you want to do, and um mm -hmm. yeah so i i like that uh, i know no i like that i mean yeah i'm definitely lucky that um my parents do want me to do comedy and just want me to do like what i'm good at and want to do um mm -hmm. and obviously that doesn't mean that my mom doesn't constantly tell me all these different ways i should make money through various apps but um <laughs> like what <laughs> She she just thinks of these elaborate plans that I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess I can make money doing that, but calm down. I don't know. She'll be like, you need to make a Patreon. A Patreon? She's like, I'm telling you, Patreon is the next is the next wave. It's the next big thing. Yeah. It's like, what do you know what Patreon is? I think, isn't it like a podcast platform too, where you, but you have to pay, like people can donate to you or something? Yeah, it's kind of like having a youtube channel that you have to pay to subscribe to so like who is going to do that the only way i've really seen it used just that i've come across is like youtubers will use it as a, like daily vloggers or something will like basically post clickbait on patreon sooner than they post it on youtube so like if you really wanted to see it you could pay to subscribe and then you could like you know watch it it's basically just yeah you could just watch it basically sooner than you could watch it on youtube or like uh -huh. they don't have like as many guidelines as what you can post so people will post like more crazy things on there yeah but um yeah my mom is always uh and then she's always trying to like come up with ways that i should like show that i'm like crazy and like different for like job interviews she's like she's like bring some crazy thing from starbucks i'm like absolutely not i'm not doing that yeah <laughs> but um no i mean she tries i mean i also work at a coffee shop but the thing the mm -hmm. thing i hate is the amount of milk options we have and <laughs> and all these different flavors and sometimes i'm like if there's a person i like i'll give them decaf or if um it, it's just the amounts of flavors you have it is insane and then it almost makes me angry I'm like really you want to spend eight dollars on your latte and, and, I, and I, but this all goes up this is all in my head and then i just say sure yeah here you go but in my head i'm like i wish you didn't <laughs> i wish you didn't <laughs> that's so funny i think what i think about the most when people spend like eight dollars on a drink is I think more if it's someone who does it like every day mm. because that is insane to me. I mean, sure. If you have the money, go, for, I don't care, do what you want to do, but yeah, it's just, I, I mean, it's just for my, cause I don't have a steady income at all. Right. Same. Yeah. I just, I can't imagine sometimes like when people order some really, really expensive, fancy drink, I am so surprised that, at how few people see the price and they're like, oh wait, that's insane, never mind. Like they always just see the price and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. I guess it's nine dollars, but I'll pay for it. <laughs> like I it really shocks me. Like I always I always feel like weirdly guilty when I'm like 
ringing things up and like they see the price I'm like I didn't invent this but for whatever reason like I feel bad that you now have to pay for this right because it takes us like a minute right and yeah it's just yeah like it's not lot. like you buy high quality bread from a home homemade right exactly it's not yeah <laughs> it's not um okay yeah so uh with everything that's going on right now obviously it's hard to do comedy um what do you think is like the first thing you do once the everything once you notice okay you know what it's safe to do you know be in a crowd right now it's especially in georgia here it's terrible but i don't know how it's with you but anyway what do you think like is like the first thing you do do you do you want to experiment more with comedy or music or do you want to say okay i can travel now or what is it what is it for you i think yeah i do want to do more comedy and um i think now i yeah i do now that it's like taken away for me i'm like oh I'm like really excited to like actually write things that I like and reach out to people that I know and could be in their comedy shows, hopefully, mm. um, and actually get involved in it. Cause I was just like too scared to get involved in it before. Like I would kind of go to a lot of comedy shows and then just be like, oh, I can never do this. And like, I would literally have nightmares where like I was <laughs> at the comedy shows I was going to like with no material, just standing on stage. <laughs> um, but I think like, it really made me like, ah, uh, I wish I could have, not I wish I could have been doing it because like, I'm not like mad at myself for not doing it before. Yeah. But um, feel more like confident that I could do it, I guess. Mm. And like, eventually I would want to travel to do comedy a little bit. Like, you know, there are a lot of shows in like LA. Yeah. And it would be cool to like go there because I know people who have moved to LA in the, you also want, in this comedy scene. You, you, go, you want to go there? You want to move to LA? I don't know. I mean, maybe eventually. I mean, if you did like TV writing, probably have to. Mm. And I was actually thinking about that at one point during like being at home when we didn't really know what to do with our apartment. I was kind of thinking like maybe I'll move to LA now, but then it kind of felt like sad and that I didn't spend enough time in New York. So I was kind of like, ah, uh, yeah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> and also crazy, like New York is expensive, but LA is like, Terrible. more expensive yeah because <laughs> you need to also drive a lot a lot yeah so yeah no we, i was um talking with friends too it was like like a bunch of people i want to our age it's like still yes the cal typical like california thing is still super enticing or just like the west coast i guess but i also like a big part of me just really wants to move back to buffalo <laughs> Buffalo it's does just, have this small town feel. I tell you that it's very. It, <laughs> it does, but it's also not like, it's not like where I went to school where it like is a small town, even though like Saratoga is so beautiful and I love it, but like, it is like a small city that I feel like just kind of no one knows about or like makes fun of. But then when you live there, you're like, this is like the best place ever. <laughs> like, why would anyone live? in another place and it is and honestly when i moved from from germany to the u.s buffalo was not something i was like okay for me yeah. first thing was like the u.s so first i was like okay this this seems cool like you know uh, internationally you still see the tv shows and most of them were filmed in california and then i i don't know how right. it was and then you end up you you go to buffalo and i fly in everything was cloudy and 
I didn't like the first view, but the more I, time no. I spent there, I learned to love it, especially the, I love the winter. I love that you didn't have school for like six weeks. I, I love <laughs> that everyone spoke about the lake effect. I love the bagel shop. Uh, I really wait. What ba- What are you talking about? In Snyder, the one right by the school. Oh my god, that's not even that good. I know, but still, <laughs> everyone really liked it. No, but I love going in there. I know what you mean. Like it does have this, and I love the people as well. Like it's it's very memorable just because it's my was my first like three years in the U.S. But it yeah. taught me a lot about like sounds cheesy but like don't judge um what's it called the cover of the book or something book by its cover the book by its cover exactly <laughs> no i want i should have let you make up what you thought it was going to be <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i miss uh buffalo every year and i but somehow everything yeah. kind of takes me further away from i know i know i feel i feel that way too like thinking about moving to la i was like wait i'm gonna move further from home like that's so sad. Yeah. Um, and yeah, being home for four months, I mean, you know, obviously living at home, like with my family is like a lot and especially not having a job or like anything to do. But, um, and like, you know, the comedy scene and career things are elsewhere, but my dream is just to like be able to work on projects and maybe like travel to work on them like obviously that's like very eventually um and then like live in buffalo <laughs> or like kind of work remotely a little bit mm. you know yeah i mean even if i make less money doing it that way than i would if i like lived full-time in la i just wouldn't i don't think i would care enough to like live there for the rest of my life you know right and i like want to be with my family like i can't imagine like living away from my family for like the rest of their lives i guess mm. yeah and it's it's i mean especially with the pandemic too you spend so much time with your family that yes sometimes it's like it's it's hard to imagine not being with your family but at the same time I'm like 23 and if i stay with them you know you don't really develop as a you don't really develop just because you keep having a safety net around you and yeah. If they're, you know, they're moving to Germany and I'm still, yes, it's, it scares, it's, it scares me, but at the same time, it's super exciting. And I know there's a lot of growth in it and I'm sure that's, yeah, it's just hard. My, 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 uh, little brain is just like, no, but they're family and you love them. Your stupid brain. <laughs> yeah. Your pea sized brain. <laughs> But um, anyway, at the end of every episode, what I do with guests is I, so just kind of like backstory to, I guess, why the podcast called As I Say is that like many people in the US or here, (laughs) when there's something I don't understand, often it's like, oh, what does this mean? And then I often get the response like, well, as I say in America. And then so I made that the type like the title of the podcast but i do want to tie in a slang piece at the end of every episode so i teach you a german saying i translate to english and then you have to guess the meaning and in turn you have to teach me one so you can oh take some God. time and think of uh, maybe your favorite this is so saying fun you maybe heard in comedy or maybe there's a buffalo saying i already know the lake effect one so 
<laughs> okay. Are you gonna teach me? Um. Yeah. Oh. Okay. We have. Okay. Okay. Let me. Oh God. Oh my God. I. I. Um. I thought of one. You thought of one. Okay. Nice. All right. So mine is. Oh wow. I don't know. How to translate this. The um. Life is not a pony farm or like a place for ponies. Life is not a pony farm. And I have to tell you what I think it means. Yes, tell me what it means. I mean, does it just mean not everything is fun? Yep. No, that's correct. Okay, say it in German. All right. Das Leben ist kein pony Ponyhof. Das Leben, what is it? Das, Le das Leben, das Leben ist, ist kein, kein Ponyhof. Ponyhof. <laughs> that sounds like Penny. Das Leben ist, na, ist kein Pennywise. Kein Pennywise. <laughs> I mean, we can adjust it however you want. Das Leben ist kein Pennywise. Pennywise. Yeah. No, Pony. Hof, like a hof is normally, normally, I think, like a little, I would say it's like a farm. Like mm -hmm. a hof in Germany, I think of a hof, it's like someone, it's like a farmer who has, you know, the typical farmhouse and some horses. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right, what, what, what can you teach me? I'm, uh, I need to know. Okay, I, I actually learned this from Aiden, and I thought it was very funny. It's okay. just one word. Mm -hmm. Is that fine? It's chirp. Chirp? Like the birds? So I'll tell you the, the sentence Aiden said, which taught me what it means. He said, we should chirp him in the comments during Facebook Live. Oh, okay. We could chirp him. Like you kick someone from a Zoom conference or, <laughs> or Facebook Live. Oh, or Facebook Live. You said Facebook Live? Yeah. Uh, okay. Should chirp, like just spamming him with reactions? Yeah, I think really? I think it was like mess. I think it was like mentioning his name, like chirp. But do you know what it means? And like as a real word, chirp. Birds are chirping. Yeah, and if we were talking about there was a teacher from our school going Facebook Live, and we were talking about it, and Aiden goes, "We should chirp him in the comments during." And I thought that was a very funny word. I like that game a lot. It, yeah, you like it. Now I want to go listen to all the other yeah, ones. Yeah, you have to listen to the end. I don't know if um. <laughs> The thing is, some people were telling me make them shorter, but most of them are people who don't necessarily listen to podcasts. I feel like uh, <laughs> they were like, make it five minutes, yeah, make it five minutes or something. But I, I, you are one of the most, I think, the funniest people, and not just funny, but like, I've got to be honest, like, you're one of the greatest like people I've met, and like, you're just very, just you, and you are very like the first person i like that we're still in contact and everything which is very grateful that we that we met and it's been way too long so. i know me too i know i feel the same way yeah I, we need to bad. it's so sad we can't really like visit each yeah. other <laughs> but as soon as we can i come to georgia if you're still there <laughs> yeah why not i'm not here another year and uh you know unemployment came in clutch right now say oh my god i know it's crazy i'm like this feels illegal but also if we were in any other country um, it would be like this so it's fine right. 
Yeah, so, um, no, but thank you for, for coming on. If people want to see your tweets or uh, your jokes that you write yes. or uh, get to get on it with you in touch and uh, get in touch with you on Instagram or LinkedIn. Um, My Instagram is Caroline's Instagram one. Mm -hmm. And my Twitter is, what is my Twitter? I think it's <laughs> at real Caroline Con, C-O-N. That's what it is. Yay. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you, Bjorn. I will let you know it's when this comes fun. out. Okay, great. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, yay. Are you going to Starbucks now? Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Don't feel bad about those people who buy $9 coffees. Okay, Will. Bye. <laughs>